Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. I'm privileged today, and this is 1079B of You, the Owner's Manual podcast, but I am privileged to speak to Jonathan Deutsch. This is, I think, the third time we've spoken, and every year at the beginning of the year we have him on because he is a the key person for the Specialty Food Association Trend Spotter Panel. What's hot for 2022 is what he will tell. You can find more about him at speciallyfood.com or Drexel University. He is a professor and director of the Drexel Food Core Lab in the Department of Food and Hospitality Management of the College of Nursing and Health Professionals at Drexel University, drexel.edu. And we'll find out why peppers are so hot and why pasta is making a comeback, maybe. We are, again, privileged to have Jonathan Deutsch here, and I just want to reiterate, I think he has been right on at spotting in the past, and we'll find out why he is so right on. We, of course, are brought to you by Life's First Naturals, LifeFirstNaturals.com, the maker of bovine colostrum tablets and true biotics. You can find out more about both at LifeFirstNaturals.com, and you may even find out there why I take both of them. Jonathan, thanks very much for coming back. You're going to report a little bit about the um, Trend Spotter panel and what's hot and what we can expect when we get out to eat in bulk, hopefully sometime this year. Absolutely. Happy to do that. So the, the Trend Spotter panel is part of the Specialty Food Association's Fancy Food Show. It's made up of a, a bunch of food professionals and uh, media folks. I'm uh, privileged to be one of them. And at the, at the show, there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of food products um, from all around the world. And it's really hard to make sense of if you sort of don't know what you're looking for. So the role of the panel is to, to really survey the landscape, talk about changes over time compared to previous years, and look at, at what we're seeing as sort of emerging and full-fledged trends and, and see how these, how these change. Um, our last trend spotting was virtual. All the exhibits were online, so it made it made it really challenging because you didn't have the multi-sensory impact. But hopefully, in the winter show, we will be back in person. Um, so we we identify. Oh, sorry. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I wanted to. I was going to ask you what are the trends that you identified, and what are the continuing trends. Excellent. So we identified five trends this year, and, and this was a team effort. The first one was, as you mentioned earlier, it was pasta's comeback. So for a while, there was not a lot of interesting things happening in the pasta category, uh, especially for retail. There was a lot of interest in reducing carbs, moving to keto and paleo type diets, uh, and, and carbs were the enemy for a while for a lot of people. I think some really innovative shapes and a lot of attention on these traditional pastas 
has been really good for the category. And the other thing we're seeing is a lot of improvement in gluten-free pastas and um, what what might have what might have been called alternative grains or or novel grains are are really taking the the four. So you have things like black rice noodles, pumpkin, red lentils. And so you get a lot of really vibrant colors and textures and shapes and flavors in what has been a, a category that was a little bit slower growing. So that's, that's definitely one that we're seeing. Now, now Jonathan, if I can, if I can interrupt, uh, we're talking to Jonathan Deutsch, a PhD and professor and director of the Drexel Food Core Lab at drexel.edu, and you can find out more about this at speciallyfoods.com. But what I want to ask about is, um, are these worldwide trends or just in the United States? Um, and and is the pasta trend going to um, alternative grains or actually uh, non-grain pastas almost, um, that is vegetable type pastas. Is that a uh, trend around the world? I would say they're global trends with a U.S. focus. Um, the vendors who were represented at at the show uh, are are worldwide, and so certainly there's a um, there's global interest in these categories. Um, a lot of times the shows in the U.S. and Europe tend to lead a little bit in what goes to market. Typically, the trends continue from there around the world. Um, but many of the products that are featured at the show that, that inform this TrendSpotter report are non-U.S. products from, from all over the world. Now, let's talk about trend number two. Okay, plant-based comfort. Because that's one of my favorite trends. Yeah, it's a big one. Many people equate um, plant-based or vegan with health food. And I think there's some good rationale for that. In many cases, a plant-based diet is, is a healthy diet. Um, but what we found is that we're seeing a lot of innovation in the plant-based space that's not so austere and health-focused, but is really comfort food. Things like melty cheeses, you know, melty dairy-free cheeses, things like, um, you know, faux chicken nuggets and sausages and hot dogs that even even in plant-based form, you know, I wouldn't say are necessarily healthier alternatives. They may be environmentally healthier alternatives, and they're certainly um, indulgent and fun and delicious. And we're seeing a lot of interesting activity there where the technology and the consumer demand are sort of accelerating and pushing each other. So things, for example, um, with plant-based cheeses, you know, things that were really not possible a few years ago in terms of texture and flavor and, and deliciousness are, are really now, um, you know, at the table and, and accessible to um, a typical consumer in, in the supermarket. You know, it, it's not limited to restaurants or health food stores or specialty, the specialty shopping world. Now I'm going to go past number three just to get to number four, because I love number four. Okay. So peppers are hot, which is a play on words, obviously, but what's happening with peppers? Peppers are hot. And I think 
One of the main things that's happening is that consumers are getting a lot better educated and a lot savvier about the nuance of various peppers. So, um, you know, when I was coming up in the culinary world, there was sort of a, it was almost dichotomous. There was spicy pepper flavor and there was not spicy, you know, but very few typical consumers, unless you were sort of a, a chili head with a real passion for, for hot peppers or chilies, you know, probably couldn't recognize a habanero flavor versus a jalapeno flavor or really go deep on fermented chilies and chili crisp. And what we found is that their peppers are so flavorful that it's not just the heat that's getting attention. It's the huge variety of, of types of chilies, but also the way they're prepared. So we're seeing a lot of different chili crisps where the, the chilies are dried and then, and then fried, and that gives them some unique flavor, and you eat that together with the oil. You're seeing a lot of fermented hot pepper sauces, which is a little bit um, more nuanced a process than just cooking it down with vinegar in, in, um, in much of what's on the market. And so you're really getting the opportunity to cook with, with intent and with focus on different flavors to bring out... Um, bring out the kinds of flavors you want from that, that huge variety of condiments. And what, what do you have a, let me go and, and I'm going to be visiting Philadelphia in the next uh, week. Is there a favorite restaurant you have that, that is embodying many of the food associations, trends, trend spotter trends? That's a great question. First of all, welcome to Philadelphia. It's a great food city and you will, you will not, see any lack of uh, delicious options. One of the things about these trends is if they hold true, as, as I think they do, you'll see many of them reflected in many places. Um, so absolutely, you'll see, so just to go through them quickly, you'll definitely see a lot happening in pasta. There's a few restaurants that are um, very pasta-focused. Um, you'll see there's great vegan food happening now, including, um, fantastic, uh, plant-based comfort food like pizza. Uh, some of the best pizza in Philadelphia happens to be vegan pizza, um, which is something that we couldn't say a few years ago. We're seeing a lot. Uh, one of the trends is wide world of snacking. So flavors of the world being condensed down into bite-sized form especially precipitated by people not being able to travel as much as they might like to. And one of the things we're seeing is a lot of great, really flavorful food that is not dumbed down for uh, a Western palate or a mainstream palate. And so I'm really excited by that trend where um, people from all over the world can go to a Philly restaurant and say, this tastes just like I had it in Thailand or in Mexico, it's not a Philadelphia version of, um, of really delicious, um, flavorful cuisine. Um, so that's really exciting as well. Didn't give me the name of any one restaurant, but I know. I, Phil- I love everyone. It's so, it's so, um, any name I give you, I'll have to, to think of a couple, but that, that I'll forget, but I'll give you two quick ones that, that I think are along that global flavor trend. One is Kalaya, K-A-L-A-Y-A. 
which has the most phenomenal Thai food. And um, I hate the word authentic because it's really authentic to who, to when, to what. But but let me say flavor flavors that are really rich and soulful and beautiful. And another one uh, that along um, that, that kind of flavor line and also um, in with both of these are aligned with the chili trend as well. It's called South Philly Barbacoa. Just the most amazing tacos, especially, um, and they're open on the weekend early in the morning. So you can, you can start your day there and just go in, in any direction on foot and, and have great food throughout the day. We've been talking with Jonathan Deutsch, and you can go to specialtyfood.com. He is a professor of culinary arts and food science at Drexel University in Philadelphia, which is why I've been peppering him uh, with food questions. The, the Trendsetter panel is um, part of the Specialty Food Association's annual meeting, and Jonathan has been nice enough to be on our show three years running. Um, I should give you the past uh, numbers as well, but this is 1078B. Thank you, Jonathan, and hope to see you at either the South Philly Barbacoa or Kalaya this next week or two. And in the meantime, thank you for listening to us. We, of course, are sponsored as usual by lifesfirstnaturals.com, Life's First Naturals, which brings you things that help your gut when you're trying new foods. Thanks again. And Jonathan, thank you. And Caitlin, thank you for great engineering. We'll be back next week with another News of the Week and what it means to you in medicine, as well as we'll be back with another guest. Thanks again.